Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Lampoon Podcast. We are brought to you, as always, by our partners Above and Bold. Above and Bold are an independent UK family-run clothing brand who specialise in amazing designs, and you can find them at www.abovenbold.co.uk where you can focus on all their designs, amazing stuff going on there. And if it is your first order, if at the checkout you put in the code FIRST, F-I-R-S-T-10, then you'll receive 10% off your first order. Also, please look out for The Lampoon on social media, on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Just look for The Lampoon and we are also now on YouTube. Our guest today is one half of PM Promotions, Perry Riley. Perry is also a well-known comedian as well on the South Coast and is going to speak to us about everything PM Promotions and what he's been up to today. Right, okay, so... Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Lampoon Podcast. It is I, G.D. Jones, along with Mr. Craig Parker. Hello. And this week we are joined by our guest, Perry Riley. Hello, Perry. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, man, good. So, how's life with you, Perry? Yeah, good. Lockdown, lockdown's a bit of a weird one. <laughs> you know, finding yourself kind of trapped in your own environment, which is uh, which is weird. You know, not being able to go out as much just yeah perplexing uh, i'm gonna use that word <laughs> that's the first time that word's been used on this podcast yeah I might, have, I might have to edit that one out as well edit that yeah word out. don't be setting the bar too high sorry guys my bad <laughs> where is your environment now Perry? Uh, i'm in um uh, walton on thames so i'm based in surrey okay um yeah really lovely area right literally right as as the name would suggest, literally right near the Thames. So yeah, lovely place, man. Really cool. How long you been there for? Uh, six months. Six months. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you sort of um, obviously you stepped away from uh, peer promotions at the Dolphin, didn't you? That that doing the nights there on a Sunday. Correct. Uh, yeah, from the kind of weekly nights that that we've got there. Um, I know there is kind of plans in place um but i can't really dive out too much information as of yet but i will uh when when the time comes oh that sounds exciting potential comeback yes potential comeback yeah oh okay oh oh just terrible at plot twists i'm i'm not <laughs> too much but i'm coming back to the dolphin i won't say too much but I'm going to give you all the information you need. <laughs> good job we ain't planning a bank robbery. That's true. I'd, I'd be really good at planning it, but I'd probably tell someone um, <laughs> what I've done. It'd be like a hashtag humble brag or something and just completely ruin it. Yeah. I um, I was trying to shoplift with my mate the other day, and he was the worst. He uh, kept dobbing us in. It's like, mate, you can't. We're trying to, every time we were in Lidl, you know, every time the uh, self-service checkout, the old red yeah. light goes off, they don't bother checking, do they? They just sort of scan it off. Yeah. So it kept happening. So I kept trying to throw more stuff in the bag. 
And my mate was like, uh, we've not paid for that yet. Getting it back out. I was like, mate, come on. Love that. <laughs> Took him ages to cotton on. And then in the end, we just stole a loaf of bread. It seemed worthless. I mean, you, sometimes you've got to do it. You've got to steal bread to feed a family. You know, that's that's biblical. Yeah. So what's done? I, I only do it just to feed my naughty side. I'm just like, oh, stolen some bread. There's no need to. I've got, I've got money to pay for it. Carbohydrates. That's it. Just the fucking I'm up on complex carbohydrates. <laughs> so how did how did you get into comedy, Perry? Where did it all begin? So, um, to be perfectly honest, it actually started about five years ago. My um, a business partner, Mike, Mike Franklin, he um, he was doing comedy since he was like in his like 17 now we're both 32 so did it for a long time he was going kind of he was doing like edge of the wedge you know junglers like all of these nights um and like whenever we'd be going out and stuff that we'd have like pre-drinks or whatever and that a lot of the times there'd be comments or you know there'd be a little kind of rapport a little back and forth and majority of the time everyone i'd be speaking to would say mate, you're quite funny. Like, you're, you're quite witty. Like, your comebacks are really good. So I didn't really pay too much attention to it until, yeah, around five years ago when we were running um, one of our nights um, in Fairham. And uh, Mike said to me, he was like, yeah, do, do you, um, you know, I've got a lot of trust in you. Do you fancy going on? And I was like, uh, probably not because you just helped me. <laughs> Um, so do you want to kind of give me a little more time? So we prepared for the next month. It was a night, um, a place called the Iron Master in, um, in Fairham. And, uh, yeah, did the next, did the next month, did a solid, you know, four and a half minute set, you know, <laughs> nailed it. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it was. I got a recording of it and at the time I was just a shaky mess. Like my body, like I just, I was terrified to speak to people. Like I just, it baffled me how people can do this, but people started laughing at my story and they were, you know, genuinely intrigued and, and laughing. And there was a lot of back and forth and the kind of the witticism kicked in. So from there it just started. Then we started running um, other nights in various venues and then kind of, yeah, just just kind of went from there. The rest is history. Excellent, nice. So, I mean, and you you were doing promotions before you started doing stand up. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was kind of helping with more of the marketing side. So I was just kind of effectively, I was just the guy who created the posters. Because as much as I love Mike, he wasn't good at doing posters, and he will tell you that openly um if you ever ask him it, yeah they were <laughs> very kind of <clears throat> i'm pretty sure we were using like words um at one point uh, and i was just like yeah we're gonna have to change this up so <laughs> i started doing the posters um with certain comedians um a lot of comedians that we still kind of have today like ones that we, not the ones that we use but ones that we've you know, had kind of on rotation and guys that are really kind of loyal to, 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 to our cause effectively and what we do. Um, and ones that we've obviously reciprocated in kind and, you know, opened doors to, you know, festivals, you know, big headline nights. So yeah, very kind of, very kind of awkward how kind of I, yeah, I took that off of him and then decided just to, um, 
to then kind of jump in and say, actually, you know what? I, I feel like give me give me a month. I'll prepare. Um, I was panicking the whole time, but yeah, <laughs> I suppose managed you know, to, it, to do it. Yeah, I mean, if you're involved with it, I mean, because it's kind of what we've we did. I mean, me and Craig barely started, and then we started up the lampoon, and then we, mm-hmm. and we've kind of looked at it from the idea when we we did one in Southampton and it, the idea was it was there was nothing there and obviously Portsmouth where you know obviously where you guys were based out of yeah was you know you had a you know you had a strong foothold on there you had a, I think you know because the Dolphins almost like renowned now you know it's yeah. got that reputation which is pretty sure but it's kind of like we that, you know where we're from in Southampton is nothing like that at all and it was just kind of weird in the very early days of Mushroom where you were five years ago, just trying okay. to piece things together and yeah. sort of see where it goes. But it's just kind of like what sort of, you know, what would you say to look out for? What What is the things to sort of be maybe wary of or... Or what Are you, you turning this into trying to get Perry to coach us into being successful <laughs> comedy promoters? It. Yeah, <laughs> this is it. Would you, uh, Craig? P- would you, P- would P- you not take that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do we make money from it, Perry? I think <laughs> essentially <laughs> that's what we're asking. You guys, I'm paying me for this podcast. Like, I'm I'm livid. <laughs> There's only so much I can say. Um, I'm... Oh, oh, we've lost Perry. We've lost Perry. I've upset him. <laughs> he's gone. He's not here. <laughs> not here for coaching. Hello, can you hear me? Oh, oh he's back. I can hear you now, yeah. Oh, sorry. it was my headphones. Sorry. Oh, right. <laughs> they came out and went you. back in. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, I was angry. I just took him out. I was like, yeah, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck you, guys. Back in. <laughs> but actually, I feel bad. I, I should I should help. Um, so, yeah, it's just in regards to kind of who your, who your target audience is, what I'd say is it, it varies on what your act's and what your kind of comedy is about. If you're looking for kind of the the nights where they're going to m- maybe, you know, introduce a lot more kind of students, a lot more kind of, um, yeah, a lot more kind of student-based who are going to pay maybe less, but are going to bring a lot more people in, then that's maybe a conversation you could have with uh, the, um, like the landlord of the pub or venue and just say, like, I know it's not going to be a busy, like, it's not going to, they're not going to pay to get in, but ultimately they're going to spend a lot of money on alcohol. So, you know, we can maybe speak about some kind of discount or something off of that. Yeah. Um, which, we've done, which we've done at venues before, you know, it was all trial and error and what we did because, you know, no one kind of in Portsmouth did, did what we did or, or did what we do because we are still active. We're still around Portsmouth. So um, yeah, there's, there wasn't really much, kind of for us to to lead by if that makes sense you know there are a few kind of people that were doing nights and you know you know we love them to death so you know all all respect to them you know people like james um matt you know sanjay all of those guys just you know dan churchley you know just crushing it we love that but what we noticed was um a majority of the time when people were doing it they were doing like um, James was James Alderson was kind of like the front runner for Portsmouth comedy. He was the guy that was, you know, just getting the big guys, real kind of, you know, South Coast Community of the Year, you know, really, really doing well with it. And, you know, a lot of the times me and Mike noticed that there was a gap in between that. There wasn't really anyone who was doing anything um, at the time, except for Matt, who was doing like a monthly thing. Um, so we kind of looked and spoke to a few venues about what they you know what they were doing what they 
um, had going on, you know, really engaging, you know, um, just making sure that um, we knew that they knew that what we were doing was kind of legit and we were trying to make um, a business from it, you know, from what we did speaking to like venues, we managed to, um, to obviously secure Victoria's festival, which is a big deal for us. You yeah, know, we're awesome. super happy for that. And we're, you know, that's going from strength to strength. You know, when we spoke to the guys that run it, they were super proud of our kind of business ethic and how we managed to go from kind of, because they, they they all work with like live events as well. They were work. They were in like a, a, a indie group, the guys that run Victoria's beforehand. So they were like, um, we're super impressed by what you've managed to do in like the two years that you've done it. You know, two years of us playing in indie bands, we were working in like random dive bars doing nothing, but you've managed to secure three or four venues. So kudos to you. So um, yeah, it was it was just kind of it just kind of stemmed from that really just kind of going to as many venues as you can looking at if they've got live entertainment. Um, cause that always helps. Cause that saves you kind of having your own kind of PA. If they've got their own, that's, that's brilliant. You know, you can say, you know, that's fine. You've got your own, but if they don't, then obviously buy your own PA, if you've got it, I'm sure you have, but, um, get your own kind of sound equipment that way, you know, you can then say, well, we've got our own and potentially you could, you know, haggle to kind of increase uh, the amount that you ask for. So, yeah. Oh, nice. Nice one. Um, what do you so, do for a normal job, Perry? Or is this everything you do? Because I know you sort of, when you stepped away and it's been six months, what have you been doing? So um, I work um, in Surrey, so I work as a property manager. Okay. So I kind of um, work for a company, um, a letting agent called Townends. So I deal with like all kind of queries that landlords have and tenants for their like rental properties. So yeah, been doing that for about six months now. Big, actually a big fan of it. Normally I'd work like customer services. Yeah. So I do a lot of kind of, I used to work for like um, a big energy company in Portsmouth. Um, so, you know, dealing with like var- various departments. And then, you know, I went to Surrey. So um started working in property management. So yeah. Big kind of big fan of it at the moment. Cool. And what I mean, if you manage to sort of, is there much comedy around where you are at the minute, or do you have to travel uh, a little bit further? No, no, that's the thing. So I think there's kind of like an untapped market around here, and you know, I've I've put a few feelers out to a few places, and already they're they're kind of interested. So um, yeah, potentially, you know, PM Promotions, because obviously Mike, who runs the company with me, is based in London, so. For him to do anything in London would just be pointless because there's a million different promoters, there's a million different venues, you know, you've got so many things going on there. And that's understandable. There's no point stepping on someone's toes who's well-established, in my opinion. It's like, well, take a step back, go a little further, find your market, and then go from there. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to be looking around Surrey um, for sure. the area that I'm in, um, especially the areas next to me uh, and near me, are quite affluent. So it's definitely a, a market that can – it's definitely something that can happen. And for sure, once I do it, you guys are definitely going to be on the bill. Yes. That's oh, going to be my next question. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Already, already a question ahead, man. <laughs> yeah, Craig wants we, – we want bookings for when this all stops. Yeah, fine. Yeah, don't worry. I mean, that's the only reason why you asked me to come. Like, be honest, fine. <laughs> 
when what's your thoughts Perry when do you think this is all going to sort of get back to some sort of normality for gigs well I mean if they're saying what July 4th or or you know yeah July 4th pubs open that's what they're saying pubs will open and I know there's going to be like a crazy influx um so I I think we're going to still kind of take a step back um just because people aren't going to be be prepared for for nights out uh, for comedy and stuff like that because I know a lot of the pubs and venues are going to be open but only until like 8pm and the majority of them are closing they're still following this kind of social distancing which they should it's totally understandable you know um, so I, in all fairness I'm not 100% sure but I'm hoping by at least by this year you know if not that's that's fine too without meaning to sound all kind of diplomatic, as long as everyone's safe, that that's all I care about. Like we can, we can continue to stay at home and write comedy and make it funny, like online and stuff. But as long as everyone's safe and, and okay, then I'm, then I'm good to crack on and start telling, you know, pedophile jokes. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done much on the, um, like on online stuff? Have you done any of that? Uh, no, I haven't actually. No, I've seen a few. Um, I know Dinesh and Nathan, um, again, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be name dropping a lot of people. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so Dinesh, I know he's done a few bits. Um, I know Alicia um, has done a few. Um, so, but yeah, n- nothing on my end. I'm not kind of, I'm just more than happy just to kind of sit back and kind of, and kind of watch for the moment, just kind of get myself prepared. Sweet. Do you, um... Sorry, but I was going to say, have you have you seen that we've um, started doing some bits with uh, Callum Pryor and Jim Ringe, getting some outdoor gigs going on? Yes, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very cool idea. Genuinely, very, very good idea. Love that. Love the. I mean, you know, you're following social distancing rules. That's that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And you're, you know, you're bringing out comedy, which is kind of what we all want to do. So, yeah, nothing but love for that, man. That's that's brilliant. Yeah, although the other day, Dan uh, Churchley got chased off and, and <laughs> yeah. rugby tackled by a bloke. So I'm not sure how much social distancing that is. but Oh, still- yeah, that's that's pretty close. Uh, <laughs> so so what happened there? So he was in a straight jacket just doing his, his bit. Yeah. And he just sent yeah. off the bloke to chase him. And then he just pegged it around the common. And then the bloke eventually caught up to him and sort of rugby tackled him. I right. mean, Dan effectively asked for that then, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did, he did. Yeah. Yeah. That's like asking someone to punch you in the face and seeing how good you are at dodging it and then getting hit in the face. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I might message Dan afterwards to speak to him about that because uh, that's very funny. Well, speaking yeah, of which, because you do um, like MMA, don't you, and jiu-jitsu and things? Yeah, yeah. yes, I do um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, yeah. And how long have you been doing that for? Uh, this will be my... Oh, I don't know if I'm even counting this year as a year anymore. Um yeah. So, yeah, I've been doing it for three years. Okay, so relatively new then. How did you get into that? Um, <clears throat> so the head coach in Portsmouth um, is, good, is a friend of mine called Colin, Colin Howes. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Okay. And a few times, like, he'd ask me, he'd say, like, oh, do you want to come and do you want to do it? You know, do you want to try it out? And I was like, oh, maybe. Um, didn't really care too much for it. Um, but then I went to, like, my first class and I was, I was hooked. I love the fact that, you know, you don't have to be the biggest, strongest guy to to be able to win in like a situation where, you know, you might find yourself in. 
you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, I don't really adv- advocate violence by any means, but I mean, if, you know, you ever find yourself in a situation you're prepared for it, you know, that's only, you know, a good thing to have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah agree. I, 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 uh, what? I was going to say, okay. I had a go at it once, <clears throat> just once, my first, my first <laughs> go. And then I got, I, I came away with a cracked rib and a bruised sort of. Uh, oh yeah. I've, yeah. I've done that, man. I've, I've, <laughs> I've popped my, one of my ribs apart, you know, I've got, you know, you get kind of mat burn where you get rashes all on your face. So yeah, <laughs> it, it's weird. Yeah. It was just, I oh, just, he go, they literally, the, the coach there, he just went, was it, um, he said, this will be a baptism by fire for you today, mate. I was like, oh, all right. And then, it, yeah. Well, literally... where, where was that? Where did you do that? That was Phoenix in Southampton. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything on that. <laughs> it was a it mate. It does seem record. inappropriate. Yeah, I went with a mate and he said, yeah, yeah, it would be all right. And he was, I think, I'm not sure what belt he was at the time. Purple, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Purple's, purple's like the middle of the, of the journey. So you get white, blue, purple, brown and black. Yeah, but they take like crazy amounts of time longer than any other martial art. Like judo, you'd get it like in three years. You can go three or four years. You can go from like white belt to black belt, like to like your first dan. But um, in jujitsu, it takes maybe up to like ten years to 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 go to black belt, and it deters a lot of people. You know, I'm only a blue belt. I'm doing it for three years. I'm a blue belt, so I'm in in my like second stage. But yeah, I'm 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 going to continue to do it until I get to. And, to, and yeah, until I, until I die, really. Well, yeah, you can do it until you, <laughs> you can do it until you're like an old man, can't you? That's the thing. Yeah, they they call it the gentle art. It's not, but that's what they call it. <laughs> but that's the thing. What if you had to roll with a with a bloke who's like seventy something? Would you still treat him exactly the same way? <clears throat> you take you take kind of certain considerations. Like you're not going to try and smash him like you would like some like twenty five year old bodybuilder. You 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 play it you play it differently. Maybe you work more, kind of. You can be more technical with your with your approach. You don't have to just go in trying to just go for the kind of naked like the rear naked choke. Like you don't have to go for that. You can just kind of see how he re- reacts and then go for a you know an armbar or something or or gain position. You know, because that's that's a part of um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu as well. Like um, it's not just about getting submission. If you you know do. Um, a lot of the competitions they do it on points. So if you gain like a better position, like a mount, you get points there as well. So it varies. If they're being a bit of a dick, though, you can be a bit of a dick yeah, back. Yeah, it all depends. All depends on them, doesn't it? If he comes out yeah. swinging and just fucking trying yeah. to knock your head off, then yeah. I've had, that, I've had that a few times where you know someone who's quite new comes in. You know they're quite a big guy, and they're they're totally unaware of the fact that you don't have to be the strongest person. You know, you find leverage, you find like the crease where the elbow is, you know, and that is a game changer. You know, they're not going to know how to, how to react to that. And they don't take it too well. I think that's why it deters a lot of people because, you know, they could go in um, and get choked out by, you know, some, a, a purple belt, you know, female who's, you yeah. know, weighs way less than them and their, their ego can't take it. You know, and, and they're like, no, nah, fuck this. And they're, they'll leave. You know, I remember on my Facebook, I took a picture like recently where I took from like the time I started my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu journey to kind of nearer the time to when I left Portsmouth. And the people that were in that picture, comparative to the people that started, 90% of them weren't there anymore. 
Yeah, I suppose it's tough. People aren't committed to it. I don't. Yeah, that's, it. I mean, it sounds. It sounds good. I don't mind getting choked out by a girl. I'll be all right with that. So, <laughs> sounds ideal for me. <laughs> to be fair, for you, it does sound good. Yeah, yeah, I'll be all right with that. What are they like about erections and then pajamas though? Because I'd be all over that shit. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure they frown upon it, but again, I wouldn't know. But try out, see what happens. Handle frowning. Go That's to fine. go go to Phoenix and check out. <laughs> yeah, I might do actually. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Erections in pajamas. That sounds like a, That's it. a naughty novel. A war boner. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I remember. I remember that time I was there as well. One time, this guy he 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 didn't care that I was. It was my first time there. He got on top. He got on top, and he um <laughs> he stuck his knee right in my bladder. Oh, knee on belly, yeah, yeah, and he right yeah. in there, and I was going, and I just couldn't. That a, I've I've made someone like tap with that move. Like I wasn't even put it on hard. Like, I just grabbed like the back of the the back of the lapel, like where his neck was, pulled it up like a bow, and in, and like drove my knee down. I was like driving my knee down, and yeah, he did not like that. I just saw him squirming, <laughs> and and he just tapped like. But the problem is because obviously I've I, one of my ribs, like I was in a position called above an arrow, um, and it sounds just like that. Effectively, my body was being contorted to the side, like I was being drawn like a bow. Right. And I managed to get out of the position, and the guy that was doing it t- to me was um, the head, the head instructor for that kind of for the Sunday class, and he's a massive guy. And I got out and I was buzzing. I was genuinely chuffed because he was like two, three belts higher than me. I was like, oh. I've, I've won like this. <laughs> I've, I've beat him. I mean, I didn't beat him. Obviously, you know, fucked me up. But at the time I was like, oh, I beat him. And as soon as I tried to get up, I couldn't breathe. I was like, <gasps> I was wheezing. And I was like, what the fuck? <clears throat> and then I realized I was like, oh, one of my ribs has popped out. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, yeah, so that was fun. Um, so every time someone puts me a neon belly because my ribs, it's one of the lower ribs. You know, the ones they're technically not... Um, they're not connected by the sternum. Yeah, they're floating. They're literally yeah. just floating ribs. And whenever someone does knee on belly on that, that is, uh, that is not fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd tap to that. To be fair. Yeah, I just didn't know. I didn't even know it was a thing, and it was my first yeah, time. And I was like, oh, this is happening. Oh no! You get you get points. You get points for that. You get like if you're if you're competing, you're fighting. You get points for knee on belly. I still want to give it a go, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm still I'm still up for this. I'm definitely uh, yeah, gonna get interested. Go and have a look. We'll have, we'll have to we'll have to go down and record it for the uh, for the lampoon <laughs> yeah. for the lampoon YouTube page. That's not a bad shout, you know. That's not bad. Craig, shout. Craig, Craig does. Uh, we do like Craig does various things. It's like Craig does jujitsu. Yeah. Craig does MMA. Craig does kickboxing. It's not a bad idea. I like it. Uh, mate, you can have it. That's, that's all good. This could there be, you go. This could be my payback for you bringing up me bombing that time. See, I didn't even bring it up. You brought it up now. So now you've got to explain to Perry what this is. Perry nice. Yeah, please do. Perry nice. No, um, no, I just bombed. That, you know, it's that, no, no, no uh, ifs, no, or buts. It's just I... Or laughter. Or laughter, yeah. And I basically <laughs> just bombed on our opening night for the Lampoon in Southampton. And it wasn't great. It was, uh, we had the mayor there. We had about a room full of 60 people. I was first on, so I was like the introducing acts for the whole thing. And then it just, yeah, fell on its ass. And Oh, okay. Oh, fair, man. Do you know yeah. what? Do you know what? Bombing's a kind of, 
it's a rite of passage, but you have to kind of be at that point where you're just like, I've done it as an MC, but I've just been like, fuck. What the hell of what the hell just happened? No, and I've seen it. I've seen it with other acts, and it's kind of a make or break. It, it's either like, you know, I'll continue to do this. That was only that one time. You know, I've, I've done it where I've just completely forgotten. I've I've done it. You know, I've when I hosted the last um, Victorious Festival, we had, you know, some of the acts are on who, you know, we were given like copious amounts of alcohol, so. <laughs> it started at 12 and it finished at 6 so that wasn't even a late time but for some of the acts they took that you know <laughs> I don't know why they did that they probably thought they had to be home like after their set so like I'm doing half an hour I'm going to get as drunk as I can and I'm going to go home it's like oh no you can enjoy <laughs> the festival you crack on and yeah the, I've watched them you know completely ruin their punchlines like their best bits you know and you're just like <laughs> and you speak to them afterwards like why would you do that? Is ah, uh, I don't care. I'm drunk. You're like, oh, thanks, thanks for coming, buddy. Appreciate that. <laughs> it's a big moment for us, but you think, yeah, that, yeah. Three hundred people are here to watch you, and uh, you just decided to just ruin your punt, your last joke for your set. Cool. <laughs> and not care. But yeah, it's all good. It was alright. It was still a successful night, so I, that's the way I look at it. That's it, man. Take take it with a pinch of salt. You know that's. We've all been we've all been in those situations where we've either bombed or it's just been a, a room where you're just not kind of there's no engagement and you know you have to say to yourself either internally or in my case externally where you just say really <laughs> you know not that I'm looking for kind of gratification for my jokes not by any means but I mean you you know when you know you've hit like a real kind of heavy heavy joke like a real kind of winner and then nothing happens you're like. It's almost like one of those "is this thing on" moments. Like, <laughs> yeah, it did feel like the room had frozen and everyone was just, you know, when like time stands still and everyone's yeah. just looking yeah, at yeah. you. That's exactly the feeling that it was. But then I just yep. knew I had to stand up there for another sort of seven minutes. I'm glad, mate. I'm glad you owned it. It's good. Yeah, I did. I I've carried seen... on. I, I, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I committed. I did the whole thing. So. And that's what it's about. He had a, a necklace of toilet roll around his neck and a sock puppet on his hand. Oh yeah, I used props. I forgot to mention that bit. That was oh first. okay. It, oh so, okay. That's, the, well, that's a different story. So <laughs> the way you bombed with props. Yeah. So I, so that was the thing. It was all new material as well. Where I I'd had material as well before that worked really well, and I thought, no, I'm going to try new stuff tonight because it's a new night. Let's do it. So I did that and I used props and it literally, yeah, backfired. Brilliant. Nice. Yeah. But live and learn. <clears throat> That's it. You live and learn. Live and learn. How about you, Perry? When's, when's the worst time you've bombed, if you have? Um, so, probably, do you know, I was going to say my first set that I ever did, but that, that was actually, that wasn't too bad. It was just wasn't that many people and there were a few kind of, because it was the only pub in Fairham at the time that was kind of open for this. It was just, and it was a really weird placement. Like we were at the back and the toilets were at the back as well. So people just kept going into like <laughs> Bosch cocaine. And it was like, and that was always fun for me to see because I can be like, oh, four, four or five guys have just come out the toilet. <laughs> Circle Jack. And you're like, well, obviously everyone knows what they're doing. Um, trying to think probably um one of the sets that i did for one of my own kind of one of oh lost you again perry 
Oh, he's gone again. Hello. Oh, he's back. He's what back. the hell keeps happening? Sorry. I don't know what's happening with this. this head. It's like suspense. <laughs> suspense. <laughs> so anyway, I'll be like, where, where was I? And I'll just stop for like 20 seconds. Like, oh my God, I'm at the edge of my seat. What's Perry going to say? <laughs> oh, he's gone. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Well, thanks, Perry. Um, yeah, it's probably one of the one of the nights that we um, that we were running, and um, at the at that time, it wasn't that long ago, probably about a year ago. So at the time, I felt like I'd built up enough kind of enough jokes to be able to kind of get through this for at least kind of five to ten minutes. I was like, you know what, I can do this, um, and I set one of like my best bits, like one of the best jokes that I start with, and normally that sets the tone and. Um, nothing and i was like <laughs> and it's because like the the people that were there were like super quirky like real hipster-esque like they came for for the venue they didn't come for the comedy like i don't <laughs> think they, they even knew there was comedy and i was in my i was livid so i just started kind of not attacking the crowd but i started like just addressing the non the people that had their arms crossed i was a bit like oh you know what's going on here, buddy? You guys are you guys are aware there's comedy tonight, yeah? And then people started laughing, and that kind of pissed me off a little bit more. So I was a bit like, "Well, that wasn't that funny," uh, in my opinion. So yeah, I just kind of, <laughs> I just kind of carried on, and and it ended up being fine. But yeah, there was that one time I was just like, uh, "Wait, what?" You know, just completely baffled. But I get that. That happens, you know, with all of us. It's just about reading the room, I guess. It is horrible when you when you say yeah. that joke and you're ready with a smile on your face to receive. The yeah, laughter, yeah, yeah. And then you look like a right fucking knobhead when nobody else laughs, and you go, <laughs> "Nothing." Literally, yeah. just air, air you out, and you're like, "Okay, cool." Uh, so <laughs> let's uh, let's start the next joke. Yeah, that was a joke, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so yeah, it's it's always kind of it's always difficult. So that was their turn to laugh. Where where was that? What venue? Oh yeah, that? I'm not going to tell you that. It's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> where they all go to get their cocaine? <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> oh yeah. So snitches get stitches, motherfucker. Yeah, that's it. I don't tell. <laughs> but thank you, thank yeah, you for trying. Good. Very kind. <laughs> you know you're not very good. You know you're not very good at keeping regularly. a secret, Perry. No, that's true. Give, well, give me, actually, again, give, it'll just come out. Give me ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> So one of those that like, asked me three <laughs> times. Yeah. Oh, you got me. <laughs> so where's um where would you say home is in reference to gigs? Uh for sure I would say the dolphin. Yeah. yeah. I would say How long has the dolphin you, been running for, Perry? Uh it's been it's been a what probably I just probably about two years now. Okay. Oh no, I'd, I'd say even longer. Sorry, I'd, I'd have to double check that. It's been going on so long now that I don't even know. Um, but it's, it started off kind of um, monthly. Um, so at the time that we, yeah, it would be three years. Sorry, because at the time we had one kind of landlord who was super keen on the idea, and we wanted to do it once a month. And we did it that first time, and it went it went down really well went down so well to the point where um the guy said uh, the landlord at the time sorry said yeah we want it to go on every week because that's what he he asked initially and we were like we can't do that we don't have the 
we don't have the amount of comedians. We don't have the kind of capabilities to be able to do this. Um, you know, because we weren't in it for the money. We just wanted to kind of find a way to, to, to branch out and do comedy in Portsmouth. You know, and the fact that within like the south coast of England, negating kind of Brighton, there was nowhere else that did a weekly comedy night. To our understanding, there was nowhere else that did it. And we were like, so me and Mike had a good chat and we were like, actually, should we try it? Should we, you know, I, I think we can do this. You know, we'll get a list of people, you know, we'll work them effectively, not work them, we'll get them on rotations. They won't be on every week. They'll be on like once a month. We've got enough people to do that. Let's try it. And we did. And for about two and a half years, that's, you know, that, that was, that's the running order. So yeah, really kind of, really happy with <clears throat> with the way it's going and have you seen in in those years have you seen any comics that have come through that you've gone they're good they're gonna be something oh for sure yeah yeah for sure something 100 um a guy called darius davis did one of his uh preview show he did his preview show there for edinburgh i'm not gonna lie to you it was probably one of it was one of the top five sets we've ever had there. He was so funny. He did a whole set about how um, how he feels like women get kind of objectified on like social media, like in Twitter and um, Tinder and stuff like that. So what he did was he used that face swap app and turned himself into a girl. <laughs> and um, he then basically was like, yeah, this is, you men are disgusting. He was like, I've had this app for two two days and here's the amount of dick pics I've had. And he literally showed like, all of these penises on a projector. And it was just <laughs> literally, everyone was just dumbfounded. It was just so funny because, you know, it's not relatable, but to an extent you can be like, yeah, I, I get that. That's that's very funny. Like some certain people are bastards. So, and it, he was just brilliant. He was like one of the funniest guys it was called um his preview show was called persian of interest um because he he managed to um he was the first person and and this is a brag on his part and every every time like mike's seen him because obviously mike's based in london he's seen him before you know darius you know does nothing but show love to kind of pm promotions what we did um at the dolphin for him so there was a night that he on that night he um he basically found out that there was um, a, a kind of mishap to happen on a flight. It was a stag do. Um, and in that stag do, they were being super rowdy. And BBC asked, like, you know, when they say, like, please, if you have any kind of idea as to, or if you were there at the time, please send us a message on, like, it's called, like, have your say at BBC News or something like that. So he, because he was bored at home, decided to go, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I was on that flight, and um, <laughs> he he ended up being live like live on TV. He was like, <laughs> so I was sat he was sat at my table like in my kitchen in London, and I had a t-shirt on, I had boxer shorts on underneath, and I was just talking about how ridiculous these guys were and how bad they were, and he even <laughs> said like, stop here, this is the point where I start laughing, and here's where they cut me off. So. Um, yeah, he, it was so funny. But then he realized, he said, like, the reason why I did that um, is just because I, I had nothing else to do and because I'm funny. So what happened was, in turn, anytime you now have to go to um, report anything, like on a flight, you have to um, give your flight number, your flight pass, 
which they didn't do beforehand. So he was like, I'm a, I'm a fucking game changer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, credit, credit to, um, to Darius Davis. Yeah. Funny guy, funny guy. If you ever get a chance to see his stuff, brilliant. And is there any of the, uh, the sort of amateur comedians? Cause there's quite a decent, uh, sort of click that go to the dolphin on a regular basis yeah yeah there are yeah and shout out to there, kind of yeah to so everyone their favorite that you've got out of those guys do you know what one of my favorites of, like and he he would never say this because he it always kind of he was always kind of quite defensive jack jack clay yeah got a lot of time for jack very funny very, I know he bases a lot of his comedy based off of his kind of conditions and stuff like that. And I've got so much time for for him because he's just, yeah, he's brilliant. Um, you were I'd say to him today, weren't you? I spoke to him this afternoon, um, on like a video chat because he's yeah. uh, he's obviously stuck at home like the rest of us, and so mm-hmm. he's arranging a lot of video chats with people. He said he'd spoken to you, was it this week? He did, no, he spoke to me today because he oh, was today. He, because he said, like, effectively, I think you guys might have been looking for him to, to go on. Yeah. To do it. And he was kind of he was kind of selling himself a bit short, to be honest. He was a yeah. bit like, oh, I don't really feel like I'm good enough. And I just said to him, I was like, mate, you're very funny. Like, you're very kind of approachable. And I think you'd kill it on a podcast. He just kind of said, thank you so much, Perry. I appreciate that. So, yeah, kudos to um, to Jack Clay. I mean, in regards to, like, the the... the the, the newer guys that are, that are coming up, you know, props to you, you know, honestly, you know, I, I love that. And we always said this, you know, the reason why we did what we do is so that people can kind of venture out and do what they want to do. You know, people are comedians and don't even know that they're comedians. You know, they might be, they might have something, they might have something about them. You know, we've had a guy called Paul Jones um, who plays guitar. Yeah. And he, he does kind of, yeah, we're cool. he does, you know, parody parody versions of songs and he never he was mike's school teacher no music really? teacher oh, so wow. stuff like that and you know he didn't have that output until he realized that we were doing something like that where we we're introducing and opening out to people who've never done comedy before and then they find out that they've got this kind of they've got this spark in them that actually says well actually yeah i'm i'm quite i'm quite good at this you know, again, for us, it was never about kind of the money. It was just about ex- making Portsmouth a place that's known for comedy, you know. And, you know, and I'm, hopefully, I'm sure that we've kind of got there, but we're, we're going to continue to to get there until it's like one of those places where like people are like, you know, Brighton and London, you know. If, you know, fingers crossed, I'd love for us to do like a Portsmouth Fringe. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, and that for me, from you know my short time in in doing this, it's definitely seen that Portsmouth is, you know, again apart from yeah. Brighton, because obviously that's so well built up, but it is the place to go. And I think that you know, not kissing your ass or anything, but that is down to you guys and the guys that came sure. before you that just kind of just kept building on that. And like you say, the reasons for it as well. I think that's always yeah. important. Like you're saying, the reason you did it is to grow comedy, not to necessarily make it personal yeah, to you exactly. to make it for that's everyone. a you know you we've, that's what that's how it has to be you know we're not gonna we're not gonna want to be in it just so we can be like oh we made like x amount of money from this night and x amount of money from this night it's like we did this night because you know we want this person to do well and you see acts that you're like they'll beat themselves up and you're like mate you, you fucking killed it you did so well and they may not know that you know they might 
of you know performing to like a, a relatively small audience but still if they get that time to to perform that's more important than anything yeah because i found the i have got obviously quite an addictive nature but i found yeah. even just doing it a couple of times i was hooked yeah, and, yeah, yeah. it wasn't necessarily that i was you know always funny and the crowd always go wild or any of that but it it just to stand up and do it, it that the act of that itself is what i'm addicted to for sure Obviously getting yeah. the laps and stuff is is perfect but um of yeah it's the actual act of doing it which i think most people are frightened of it aren't they that public speaking thing yeah they are you get over that and then actually you can get past that and start to really enjoy it yeah for sure totally agree so with with sort of I mean obviously open mic nights and you know obviously you have some events as well. What I mean, what are your feelings on because the comedy scene in Portsmouth has grown mm-hmm. so much about it having a, a dedicated yeah. club? I mean, with is that somewhere that you guys would like to sort of move towards? Uh, what What do you mean? Sorry. So having a dedicated venue, like, build it like a venue. Yeah, yeah. it's simply a comedy uh, venue. If if for like a weekly event, like if we could have kind of one stable place that comedians could go to, I, f- I feel like that is the case um, at the moment. Like I think people know that if they want to do comedy and they want to try out some new material, then they can go to the Dolphin or they can message us yeah, um, and just say, you know, I want to try this. I've never done it before. And we're like, yeah, that's cool. How long do you want to do? You know, with we're, we're, acts, we're nothing but fair. You know, if someone's brand new, we ask them, like, do you want us to say that you're new? Do you want us to kind of let the crowd kind of react to what you're doing? It's totally up to yourself. We're not gonna, we're not gonna throw you in. You know, we're gonna make sure we'll warm up the crowd. We're not gonna put you on first. We'll make sure that the crowd know that you're kind of prepared for for some comedy. You know, so a lot of the times, you know, especially with acts, we like to, we're quite kind of, kind of like personable. Like we're not gonna we're not going to be very generic in regards to, Oh, you're going to just do this. You're going to do that. We're going to ask you like, you know, are you, you know, every act that I've ever had or when I was emceeing at the dolphin, you know, I'd always ask them like, do you want a drink? Do you want that? No, are you, are you okay? Like, do you, here's the, here's the running order. Do you want to change it? Like, do you have to go home? You know, when you have to, we're never like, Oh no, you have to stay. You have to do this. But you know, a few clubs, um, like in London, especially, are like that. Especially bringers, they're like, you have to have this, you have to have a person, you have to buy two drinks. We're not like that. We're like, actually, so we're kind of, anyone who wants to do it, yeah, just drop us a message for sure. PM Promotions come to, you know, come to the Dolphin and, and, and you know, try it out. Yeah, I mean, I can attest to that, um, Perry. The um, My second ever gig was at the Dolphin, and I was there, and just luckily, Ben McLaughlin was on the bill anyway, as, as I yeah. was. So I'd known Ben just from meeting him at my first gig like two weeks before. But I, you come over, and yeah, you, again, just said exactly what you just said there. It was all very sort of putting us at ease, you know, talked me through it, what we were going to do when I was going to go up, and then, yeah, sort of went up, and then you come over afterwards and gave me a nice little pep talk as well. Yeah, I definitely would agree with all of that. That is good. And it's a good venue, you know, just for somebody who's brand spanking new at it. For sure. Yeah. And we have and Rubens kind of... there. Oh, yes. Ah, oh, Rubens. Love that guy. <laughs> so, the, the he laugh. makes everything better, doesn't he? Yeah. 
yeah, we might have to we might have to get Rubens on one of these at some point. Yeah, were you there when Rubens uh, did his first ever set? Yeah, yeah. What like the poetry set? Uh, no, he did a comedy set. Oh no, I didn't. I wasn't there. You weren't there. I must have been when Christian was doing it. But um, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. He did a he did a comedy set, and it was really good actually. Damn it! It was good. Where every time it went quiet, he just goes. Love yeah, I love it. <laughs> and that's the, the oh, actually, laugh. yeah, I think I was there. That sounds familiar. And then people laughed off of that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think, yeah, yeah, I, think yeah. I was there. Damn it! I'll, I'll have to get into it. When you was having a personal breakdown, Perry, do you remember that? Yes, that was that might have been that one actually. We um, obviously had Grant on a little while back, who you know quite well as well, didn't you, Grant Allen? Grant Allen, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was on and, and we were talking, obviously we spoke about, because that night it was both you and Grant going through your, like, going through your issues and stuff. Your and own like, shit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember? And it was like, and it was, that was the night I took Gav down to be like, come and watch me and see what you think and I'll introduce you to the guys. And it was like, it was like the worst atmosphere. And everybody yeah, like, I can only, <laughs> <laughs> only apologise for that. I just remember That's, you ordering uh... a burger and then just sitting there looking at it. Yeah. Yes. In a tracksuit, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember Nick. Nick Jones was nice enough to take a picture of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, was... but, um, and Graham, I just remember, like we spoke about it the other week with Graham. He was just saying it's like with comedy. Obviously, everything that happens to you, you can, um, you almost justify it because you think, oh, this is it will be good material, or it, or it can be good material. You can see that almost as a comedian, like all the bad yeah. stuff that happens, you can turn that into a bit. And it's just timing, really. You just need to get past it. But he was saying it is one of the worst places, like in comedy, to be sat in a pub full of other comedians and all <laughs> taking <laughs> yeah. arsehole when you feel down. <laughs> and they just, yeah, no, one, for sure. no one cares about making you feel better, despite them all being funny people. They just all want to take the piss. Exactly. No, it's a it's a terrible situation to be in. It's like the worst. We were just like there, and you're, you know, you're you're not feeling too good, and it's just like, nah, shut up, and you can't say anything. And people just there like ripping you, and you're like, no, I can't really react to that. I, I, normally, you're witty, and you're like, I've got nothing. Like, and they're like, oh, what's wrong? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> give it, give it two weeks. I'll, I'll write something nice. Yeah, exactly that. Because. Yeah, I think Grant's sort of waiting for lockdown to be done. And then he's sort of talking about his own situation will be changing. But he'll be able to then start to think about the material that comes out of that. Of course. So, yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, from having, like, way back in January and whatever that was, but obviously six months later, you've been up in, in Surrey. Have you just been, have you been writing a lot or doing, have you written anything in terms of comedy or? Yeah, yeah, fair amount. Stuff? Yeah, fair amount. Um just kind of whenever I can, really. Majority of the time, though, I'm just kind of enjoying. You know, you, obviously, we're all kind of locked in. And we can't really do anything. So you find yourself getting a bit kind of not institutionalized, but you're just kind of trapped. We were just like, there's not really much I can do. And you find yourself going off on a bit of a tangent, you know, mm-hmm. seeing how many press ups you can bang out. You know, it's just like, yeah, I can <laughs> see how many I can do in five minutes. And you end up doing two. You're like, yeah, cool. <laughs> Nailed That's my it. record. That's two more. That's two more than yesterday. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, I have been doing a fair bit. So yeah, I've been kind of, but again, trialing it out's a bit of a different one because you don't really have anyone to do it to. If you haven't yeah. got a crowd, so you always kind of just relate it to yourself or 
you know, record it on your phone or, you know, your recording device and then you play it back and you kind of just check out and, uh, yeah, it works or no, nah, that doesn't really work. Um, what I found myself doing though, a lot of the times is listening to um, previous sets that I've done. Right. I'm going to just seeing how, how that kind of, how that works and how that pans out, especially with like the crowd reaction. If there's little bits that I can tweak, um, you know, a big big fan of this but whenever like i would do sets and you probably know it as well both both of you might know this like if you've ever been if you've ever done a set and you've had sanjay sanjay reese um in the crowd yeah you notice that sanjay will probably write something down and he'll write it down and he, he writes it down as an honest feedback for your set and he'll say like oh that's really good but what you can do is maybe say something like this to finish it so what I'd say is if he if he, you ever are doing a night with him, uh, he probably will write something down for your set and just be like, oh, can you know, I know you do this. Can you like just double check? Like, can I just double check what you've written? And a lot of the times it is can, it's very kind of positive. I don't think he's ever written anything bad about anyone, but he said like, oh, this is a good bit, but you can add this to it to make it even funnier. Yeah. It's never a bad thing. Never a bad thing to no, hear, you know. Someone says, oh, you're funny, but if you say this, it's funnier. You say it from someone who's not a comedian. You go, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Who are you to tell me what's funny? But when a comedian tells you, like, oh, yeah, that's very, oh, yeah, it's a good shout. Yeah. Because it was Sanj who come to the rescue of Kim Nash on the fateful night when Kim got heckled. Correct. Yes. By Callum's boys. By Callum's boys. Yeah. Yeah. I call them Callum's boys. <laughs> due, to, due to Kim kind of. Uh, sharing material with another comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. And it was Sanj who got up and obviously tried to pull that back a little bit for Kim. Yeah, he, he did, for sure. He is, he is a good guy. The funniest thing Sanj ever said to me, we had done the Dockland Dockyard gig and um, he came up to me afterwards and I've I've been on the bill with you a few times and um, tonight was the first time I've really listened. <laughs> and I was like, cheers, Sanj. Really yeah, that funny. sounds about right. That sounds like Sanjay. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm normally like writing. Sorry, and I was like, no, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does that. I'd say maybe I'll definitely shout Sanjay for for a podcast. I think he'd definitely be up for that. Yeah, but I'll give him a shout. He's very funny. Like I love watching him, and his his material is good. He does he a is. podcast already, doesn't he? With is it with Hetty? Oh, Hetty. Yeah, yeah. He probably would have done it. I think. And Joe is Joe Wells potentially on that as well? Maybe. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Again, very, very funny guys. They run the boutique night in um in um uh, Southsea, sorry, Os- um, Osborne Road. Yeah, okay. At the uh, uh, Wave Maiden. Sorry, there we go. <laughs> so yeah, they run it at the Wave Maiden. Yeah, very funny, very funny nights. Um, normally n- they've got a pro a pro act normally as a headliner and some kind of local um local acts, which is yeah, brilliant, brilliant night. Had had a lot of fun there. Yeah, I might tap them up. Have you got oh, any yeah, writing? Right. Have you got into writing like anything like sitcoms? And because oh, I've seen a lot of people have been talking about writing scripts and writing sitcoms or writing sketch shows or anything like that. Or has it just been pure comedy stand up for you? Uh, comedy stand up, yeah, not kind of sitcom based. I don't really see. If in my opinion, I wouldn't see a, a market for that because you have to then go through kind of avenues to speak to. If you're looking to to want to do it 
kind of in a professional standpoint, like you then have to like approach, you know, television channel, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's long. I'd rather just bang out some, some comedy and see how that goes. But you, you've rather... done, you have done TV spots or something, haven't you, Perry? Well, I remember rightly, there was something on BBC three. Maybe you telling me about. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, there was. Um, so um, there was a program that I was on. Um, basically I had a telephone interview Um and uh, they loved kind of what was going on. They sent me an email, um, but it was a, a program. It wasn't comedy, uh, hilariously. It was oh. a program, but they because it was funny, um, they said they liked kind of what I was doing. Um, it was a program called uh, Things That You Shouldn't Say to Someone Who Has Vitiligo, uh, which is a skin condition that I have. Ah. So, yeah, that, that actually went really well. It was a lot of fun. Um, filming in kind of North London. Um, yeah, it was cool. They paid. Uh, the actual reason why I ended up doing it was because Sanjay, again, another name drop, um, he was on the program. But it was like things that you shouldn't say to su- to, a, to someone who's fat. Oh, really? And he was livid because he wasn't even that big. No. <laughs> he was just like... <laughs> And he was next to, to like um, a female who was like on the, the thing with him. If you go on YouTube, you can find it. Things that you shouldn't say to a fat person, or no, up. things that you shouldn't say to someone who was fat. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and my one was things you should say to a fat person. Sounds harsh in its own. Like, it obviously. does. Yeah. Mine. Mine was um, things that you shouldn't say to someone who has vitiligo. So yeah, those it's are those are thing, isn't it? Like specific name of a show. Not just somebody who has a condition. It's real. It's real niche. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. But they've got loads. They've got loads of them. They've got like autism, Tourette's. Mm. You know. So yeah, they've got loads of them. I think my, I think my ones, from what I remember, checked the the views is like the second highest. Nice. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that just happened. Didn't really plan for it. Just kind of they were asking me questions. They were in a bowl. They were asking random questions. Things that. Due to my skin condition, I'm not going to lie to you, uh, I've never been asked before in my life. Well, really? You know, never in my entire life. Everyone's kind of, no one's ever said things, you know, right off the gate, you know, the first question they asked me was, um, do you look the way you do because of an acid attack? You know, that's not wow. a question anyone's ever asked me, ever. Um, ironically... describe what, what um, the condition is, just in case anybody doesn't know yeah, yeah, who you are or what that so, is? No, no, that's fair enough. Um, so the skin, the condition that I have is the skin condition. It's called vitiligo. So it's basically um, a, de- a loss of pigmentation. So what happens is your skin just kind of certain parts of it just go white because they've lost um, melanin. Right. So it's not kind of, it's not a con- contagious thing. It's not kind of, they say it's due to stress, but I'm not really a stressed person. So, um, you know, it's just... Yeah, it's it, that's that's basically all it is. You can, you know, Google it. Just don't Google um, vertigo because um, that's a completely different, that's a completely different thing, um, which is awkward for me. <laughs> it's a weird brag, um, but yeah. So yeah, that's all it is. So it's just kind of yeah. So the pigmentation's gone. Um, it's an autoimmunitive disorder. So um, yeah, nothing to to worry about. Nothing, you know. I don't think anyone's ever asked me questions like the BBC free program asked me, you know, does it, <laughs> the only question maybe that people have asked me is, is your, and this was again, the genuine question they asked is your dad black and your mum white, which I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. it. 
they didn't they didn't record that bit because they were like that's a bit of a boring response. I was like, well, it's, it's true. Yeah, but that it's got like true. oil and water that doesn't mix. So like, it's not just got a bit of your mum, bits of your dad. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's 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 what it is. So big up the Vit- Vitiligo gang. Excellent. And you can't catch it by kissing, can you, Perry? Because I haven't caught it. So that's fine. Uh, I'll, have I'll, have I'll have to check. I'll have to check. So what's... Um, I mean, now obviously, you've got plans going forward that you don't want to mention, but you do want to mention. Sure. What is um, what is the plan going forward, you know, when everything kicks back off for you, for you personally? So would be to kind of continue... Um, addressing kind of areas around where I'm at the moment, um, kind of Surrey-based um, venues um, to see what they're... Because there isn't really much happening here either, like comedy-wise, um, similar to what you've got going on in Southampton. There isn't really much going on. Um, you know, just trying to kind of tap up the market, see if there's anyone around here, you know, you know, that wants to, to, to try comedy, wants to give it a go. Um continue with kind of the festival so victorious so that's you know we've got that as well so we're gonna look to you know book for next year obviously because we can't do this year due to it it's, it's not happening yeah um, which is a shame and um, but totally understandable um so we're gonna try and um look at acts i know when we spoke to the um the guys that own it you know initially they asked for you know really kind of high-end are high end, very kind of high priced uh, comedians. Um, effectively, I know one of the guys went to Jimmy Carr. He asked how much would he be, um, to which I said about twenty grand, thirty minutes. Um, he reluctantly said, uh, "Well, he said no." Um, it's fair enough because uh, twenty grand is quite a lot to spend for someone for half an hour. Yeah. Um, so we're going to look at kind of getting comedians um, like we've done, you know, last year, the year before you know, in the year before that, we're going to definitely look to continue to have local comedians. Um, and then we're going to look to have kind of headline acts that might have kind of, you know, might be based around London or that have done kind of shows around Edinburgh. You know, we're going to, yeah, that's, that's something that me and Mike need to, to, to kind of double check on. So if it helps you out, Perry, I am happy to do it for like a 10% of that. I'd like two grand, I'll come and do half an hour for you, right? Two grand for half an hour. Mate. Yeah. Parks, that's brilliant. You're um, welcome. I mean, yeah, it's not happening, but... <laughs> I've got verbal agreement. If that was the case, I would do that for two grand. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the plan. We're going to look to obviously have local comedians do like certain parts. Um, like we have been, like I said, like we have done before. And then we're going to look to have kind of a headline act. Um that we can kind of continue to, to build on. Um, we're we're going to continue to have local acts um, because one, it, you know, increases their kind of portfolio as comedians because yeah. that's, that's what we want to do. And also, you know, who doesn't want to help, you know, we want to help, you know, the people that were with us when we started for sure, or people that have been around us while we're doing what we're doing, you know, we're never going to stop doing that. So Yeah. Even if we get Jimmy Carr, we could have Jimmy Carr and potentially uh, Parks on the uh, on the beginning. Perfect. <laughs> I'm joking. Just we get up, we get up. I'm just only joking. We... In, a, in a you two in a gi, in a gi each, and then you just tie them up in knots for about. Oh, that'd be good, actually. Minutes. Yeah, 
<laughs> knots a... with Perry. That'd be good. Yeah. That's Parks and knots. <laughs> Parks and knots. Nice. There we go. Perfect. But that's the thing. That's what Parks does. You know, like you talk about sort of comedians that are, you know, are doing quite well. Parks abuses them on Twitter or chases them down to see if they... Oh, may- maybe, maybe don't do that then. Because uh, if you're abusing comedians who might have one as a headline, they'll be like, oh, wait, I know you. You're the dickhead that called, you're the dickhead that called me five toes. Actually, oh, yeah, that was me. <laughs> Actually, I don't abuse the comedians. I tap up the comedians and like join in on their like bants. And I abuse people like Justin Bieber and the Kardashians and stuff like that. Oh, so, so you're effectively a comedian hype man? Yes. That's the best thing ever. Yeah. Love that. And, um, so when we when we were when we were um, starting up with the lampoon, I basically messaged every famous comedian I could possibly think of to see if they want to come and do five minutes. Oh, that's <laughs> a, how'd that go? Yeah, no one come back to me. <laughs> no, um, someone did, didn't they? Lee Nelson, Lee Nelson, come back, and I was like, "Listen, do you want to come and do ten minutes on uh, on our show just to you know have a bit of a warm up?" And he's like, "I've only got five minutes of material." I was like, "Ah, oh, sorry, I can't let you on." <laughs> that's actually very funny. Yeah, love Maybe. that. He'd come back and then uh who's the other <laughs> one? Gary Delaney. I said, Gary Delaney, do you want to come and do some uh like five minutes to do it? And he's like, I do all my warm-up shows up north, like local to wherever he lives. And I was like, all oh, right, excellent. But at least he came back to me. Yeah, true. But, yeah. Oh, that's good. Sorry, it's gonna sound really rude to say, guys. Am I right to just quickly go to the toilet? Of course. Yes, I realize the break. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll be back in like one minute. Uh maybe minute and a half. I'm gonna wash my hands. Bye. <laughs> So who else did you message? You messaged uh, Joe Rogan, didn't you, Parks? Yeah, I messaged. I messaged literally every famous comedian I could think of, or um, yeah, could connect to. So when we get on the next, obviously when we set up our next lampoon night, I'll yeah. do the same. I realise now actually they seem to respond, but if I can get in there quick on things like Instagram on their Instagram posts, if I could be one of the first comment, they generally see it and they come back. So when um, when we get a date in and we start our dates and that again on our sort of weekly shows and on, I'm just going to spend all week just basically contacting or, or waiting for anybody to post up anything and then just be straight in with a, do you want to come do our night? Comment, like, sure. comment, like, comment, yes. like. Yeah, essentially. And then just, um, yeah, just try and sort of build up some weird, like, profile where they all start to go listen you message us all the time and they'll either tell me to fuck off or one of them might give in and be like yep yeah, right so when perry gets back are you going to get start getting filthy yeah i might do it might do <laughs> i definitely will <laughs> what is it might do it's never a might do <laughs> hello guys sorry about that that's oh, good timing actually no oh, thanks yeah i did <laughs> i did time you and that was average well done. Okay, cool. Nice. <laughs> Average. Well, Big fan uh, of that. So part Perry, of you know you know you're talking about struggling to find an audience and therefore you like with your stuff that you've got now. What mm-hmm. I've started to do is like at work, started to try and like in work meetings or in our like work chat rooms and stuff in our little group, try and post stuff in there and just see how well that goes down. Oh, and, okay. It's what's resulted from that and from trying to do all these things is I've essentially, on average, got about two HR reprimands per month. So ah, far, okay, cool. 
So it's two a month. That's good. It's good it's numbers. Fair, is it? Yeah. Solid really numbers. Good, really good terms with the HR director. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it does result in in yeah getting asked. I get like direct messages from the bosses being like, "Can you take that down? Can you remove that comment? Can you stop doing this, please? You need to be more professional." <laughs> I get that. I mean, yeah, I'd probably be like, can you stop turning up outside my house with a microphone and, and a speaker? <laughs> yeah. It's getting all too much. Yeah. But um, it has, yeah, it has, I have found myself as a frustrated comedian being a bit more sure. like cheeky, I guess, and naughty and like just trying to like push the line a little bit, push the boundaries a little bit. I don't know if you've you got comedy. Yeah, but you. I feel like that's what kind of comedy is about for sure. Like you always kind of, especially if that's your, your kind of target kind of how you, how you do what you do. Um, yeah. You know, if you, your plan is to get kind of that shock value and you're like, Oh fucking hell. Wow. You know, <laughs> if that's kind of, if that's how you, you know, if you play, you know, if that's how you play out, then that's, that's fine. Then you will find yourself doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, um, well, see, so you've seen me, Perry. It's it's mainly filth. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Very accepting of that. Yes, yes, it is. I yes, am. Oh, yes. yeah, for sure. <laughs> Can't change it. Why would you? It's accepting. But, yeah, but again, I've also found that I am like like doing more stuff just to almost get that material, if you like. So I'm yeah. like pushing my own boundaries. I'm not like choking myself at home just yet while I'm having a wank. But I'm getting further and further into I need to do more stuff to entertain myself, which is becoming a bit of a struggle. Yeah. No, no, no. That's again, that's I, I totally get that. I mean, you find yourself obviously being, you know, like I said, trapped um, in your kind of own environment, your own headspace as well. You know, it's difficult. Yeah. You haven't got that kind of that outlet where you can just say, like, you know, here's what I want to do. You know, let me try this out with you guys. What I would say is might be a good idea maybe look for us to set up some kind of video, like some kind of chat room or not chat room. That fucking hour. I sound like some, someone out of the two thousands. <laughs> Let's go. So, on like, a, like a zoo, <laughs> like a zoom kind of call where you just kind of have like a few comedians together and you just say, well, here's, you know, we're going to try this out. Let's just try some new material. We'll see how it works. Yeah. It'd be, it'd yeah, be good to kind of voice out with other comedians as opposed to, maybe your work colleagues because they might deem you as a bit of a prick. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> instead of, instead of com comedians, you might be like, yeah, I get it. You are a bit of a prick, but that's quite funny. <laughs> it's you funny know? in certain places. Yeah. Not in the there's office. elements, there's elements of what you're saying. That's funny. There's also elements that you definitely shouldn't say. Business so pleasure shouldn't mix. That's it. Don't mix them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah I'll do it. Cool. I think, yeah. Um, I also think it would be funny to find because again we've had this conversation with Gav and different people have done obviously done different things but I talk about Pornhub searches so my Pornhub searches have gotten weirder because I've just can't watch normal porn anymore because oh, okay so much of you're it. like desensitized yes and we had I don't know if you heard Vicky on here a couple of weeks back yeah Vicky yeah yeah is. and she um obviously her she's been the most graphic <laughs> of the uh, guests that we've had. I think sure. the word you're looking for is influential. <laughs> yeah. But she, um, she obviously spoke about, she typed in rough sex. She was like, I'm just going to check this out, see what this is about. 
and uh, she describes this video of this bloke like knocking the shit out of this woman, and she found herself just yeah climaxed. She's like, oh Jesus, that really that really got to me. Oh fair, yeah. So wow. yeah, and it took us by surprise, didn't it, Gab? We did not expect her. To be like, <laughs> yeah, I went quiet for about half hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is, Perry, how weird have your Pornhub searches been? Uh, no, not weird at all. Sorry to be that person. No, you've been vanilla. Yeah, very much so. Fair enough. Gav doesn't watch porn at all. So Good. You're, yeah, it's better than that. This no, I, some... yeah, I just don't... I just, uh, it sounds creepy, but I use my imagination. Yeah, that's so wrong these days. Is it, yeah, but that's... But that I kind of think, is that wrong? No, I get it. You're a bit of a, you're a grafter. I get it. You don't want to. You don't have to work for it. It's part of my creative process. I get it. It's very. It's very smart. It's like eating chicken on the bone. You know, you you've got to work to get that, as opposed to just one that's been deboned. Uh, yes. Mind the pun. But yeah. So um, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I'd say there's nothing wrong with that. I'm with you. Yeah. Suppose, yeah. Yeah. Nobody's going to accidentally stumble across your imagination and see what you've been. <laughs> See what you've been thinking about. Well, the f- in the future, they might. You know, they might. you haven't you haven't got to burn your uh, your laptop when you pass away in your will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Don't even clear it. Just just throw it in the sea. Yeah. <laughs> let the yeah. ocean. Let let Neptune take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just bl- I'll just blow my brains out before I die. Yeah, so you've no got to drill your retinas out. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is taking a sharp left. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> No, it's good because Craig always uses this moment to, to obviously he he said he brings it up, but what he's actually looking for is tips, and he's looking for oh, inspiration. Okay. So yeah. that's what that's because he's run out of whatever you know people getting kicked the shit out of in bin bags or whatever it is. <laughs> and then people have been sending me the Pornhub links, which is all I'm after. If you got anything? Oh, okay. Links, send it on. I'm, I mean, to be perfectly honest, if you ask me questions about kind of regarding like running events or running nights i'm more than happy to to help there but with that i'm i'm very much kind of vanilla uh sorry no that's fair enough and um so disappointed you can hear the disappointment <laughs> in his voice oh it's gonna have to go back to searching for stuff he's again. livid <laughs> he's like, oh all right then oh just do one of those like, anagram searches where you just kind of descramble words and then just put it in and see what happens might be a good shout that's a good shout yeah, just play Scrabble. Just yeah. In fact, just do that. I mean, that makes more sense. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I feel like some kind of like converted like Christian is trying to turn you. <laughs> You'll never turn him. You'll never. Nah, turn true. Him. Nah, hundred percent. You probably turned me before that. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's the most immediate plan you've got then, Perry? So, everyone's been locked down. My my immediate plan come the fourth of July is to obviously mm-hmm. just just go out and um get amongst it now as a as a single male and um just go out into town and go out into the pubs and go and have a good time that's all i'm sure. looking forward to but the next big event is obviously the lamp trying to get a lampoon event up and running but for oh, yourself, okay oh, nice. what's what's the what's the first thing you want to do out, out of lockdown get my hair cut i'm gonna lie to you that's it really <laughs> i need to do it it's fucking ridiculous because, yeah, I'm trying to remember now. You, you, your hair's generally short, if I remember rightly. So Short to know, the sides, like... yeah. And, like, it's, it's, it's like, faded. So it would fade to the sides, um, a little bit on top, beards trimmed. But, yeah, 
I'll, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I'm glad that this isn't a video one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, got all Tom been, Hanks castaway. It'd have been rough waters. Yeah, it wouldn't have been good. Um, so yeah, definitely looking to do that. I'm gutted that the gyms aren't opening because I miss, you know, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Not not being able to do that sucks. Um, so See, that's going to be quite a while if you've got to be that in close contact with people. Yeah, but then that's the thing. Like here's kind of like the argument I've had with that is, well, how come people can go to a pub, you know, and get drunk, and ultimately they're going to be under the influence, so they're probably going to negate, yeah. you know, social distancing rules a little bit more. Um, I get it. You're not close initially. I think what's happening is the economy's, you know, so fucked at the moment that kind of Boris has just decided to do this to kind of recoup his losses, which I get. You know, I've seen a few memes about it. They talk about, you know, if COVID doesn't kill me, the sesh afterwards will. <laughs> you know, so people are going to be spending a lot of money in bars. They're going yeah. to spend a lot of money in pubs. They will do that. That's just kind of, that's the nature of the beast that we live in. You know, people have probably been saving up just to do that. <laughs> you know, so... Yeah, people are really committed to it, but yeah, as for kind of myself, um, on that day, literally just excited to, to be able to go out and get my hair cut because you know, living living here, that there are only too many people that <clears throat> I might, you know, possibly, you know, if restaurants are open, you know, definitely go for a meal, um, with the missus, but as for like going out and getting on it, no, nah, I'm, I'm still gonna try and be as kind of. Not responsible because I'm I'm 32. I don't want to sound like a fucking old old man, but also <laughs> you, I, you know, have you sort of observed the lockdown rules quite strictly? Uh, not, no, not not really. A lot of the times it just kind of pops up on BBC News. Uh, I haven't got time to. You know, when it first started and you were excited to listen to kind of the daily kind of briefing, and then it took yeah. about two weeks where you just like fuck this, like. <laughs> I yeah, don't even know what he's saying. Yeah. He's not even speaking. Like I don't even know what he's saying anymore. No, I'm just. <laughs> you look at charts. You look at kind of numbers where it says we're in this this zone that looks like the fucking Nando's hot scale. You're just <laughs> yeah. like, no, I'm not. No, I, I don't. I don't get it anymore. And you're just. You you end up just being done with it. And you see, kind of, especially what's happening in the states where they're like protesting to to go and get their haircuts and stuff like that. And it's just like. They did like an like a month ago or something like that. They did like an anti an anti COVID rally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you, fuck, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah. just, and the numbers spiked as well, didn't it? They did. Like, you know, and, and Trump, more. Trump, in his kind of illustrious wisdom, said, "Oh no, the numbers are only high because we're testing more people." So, well, <laughs> yeah. that's just that's just something that that's like being caught out lying for something and then instantly realizing that you can't lie and you're like uh well no that um that's what happened you're like well obviously that isn't what happened tell me the truth um you know so <laughs> and you can just find you know you got the shovel in your hand you're just digging and digging and digging you're like you know what i'm just gonna keep going <laughs> fuck it well it's yeah, like it's tape- it's in- injecting disinfectant that's where it all really sort of <clears throat> his genius started wasn't it? exactly it, you know it baffles me that you know a country as big as 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 that was able to elect someone who never had any kind of political background, but a certain amount of business acronym. Um, until they realised actually he he lost a load of money. <laughs> he didn't have a lot of money himself. He was almost close to bankruptcy, but still, 
they're going to pick him because well, he might have said a problem. few things. It's because that country is so big is how he, why he got in. Yeah, for sure. He's very smart with it. You know? Yeah. Smart he was with promising that, things to people. Things. Yeah, that's it. He was promising things to people. You know, they there was an, an issue with like BMW were doing, um, they were going to open one of their factories in Mexico. And he said, well, no, if you do that, you need to open it in Detroit, which is, you know, famously known as the motor city in America. If you do that, then what we're going to do is we're going to put a ridiculously high tax on your cars. And they were like, fuck. <laughs> so they end up yeah. doing it. And, and people loved him for that. because they were like, he's brilliant. But also, the guy's a crook. Like, <laughs> Yeah, there's going to be so many skeletons coming out of the closet after, for sure. after he's gone. Of course, for sure. Yeah. Sorry, anyway, let's talk about some comedy. Don't know what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> Went all serious. Can we, sharp, um... sharp left and a far right. It, yeah, it, it <laughs> yeah. went from it went from porn to Trump. <laughs> same, oh, same thing. thing yeah. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Tans. Can we ask about um, the M in PM promotions in terms of um, like Mike and how long like you guys have known each other and like? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So me and Mike, um, we've been friends for the better part of. Um, I'd say 12 years, 12, 13 years. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, like I said, we met when we were about 18. Um, he started doing, he was obviously doing comedy all, all around Portsmouth. We had a kind of, we went out on a night out once and we, we just kind of stumbled on the idea of doing comedy. And we loved the fact that my name was Perry and his name was Mike. And we were like, fuck it. So we just call it PM Promotions because it was going to be an adult-based comedy. It wasn't going to be anything too much, but it was going to be, you know, past the point where it was like kids really can't be a part of this. So, yeah, Mike's Mike's based in London now, so he's living there uh, with his girlfriend. Um, and he's <clears throat> loving living in London, to be honest, because he gets the chance to, you know, go to, like, all of these nights. You know, he's got headlight. He's doing headline spots in London genuinely crushing it doing did, so well there he did the um they did a comedy <coughs> store in america uh yeah he did in in new york yeah yeah he did that that's wow decent isn't it well he just asked to do it and they were like yeah it's fine <laughs> oh really yeah yeah that's brilliant <clears throat> yeah and he does i think he's done the bill murray he's done a few kind of he's done a few really big ones um especially the ones that we've had that are um uh the fringe previews that we've had sorry some of the fringe preview guys that we've had obviously a lot of them are based in london and he's been able to kind of go from that to then run you know go to some of their nights especially some promoters in london that know us you know he's able to to, to be able to you know increase uh, you know do more do more comedy as a promoter i'm sorry not as a promoter as as an act and he's loving it I mean, it's good. It's good. I mean, because you kind of got your net spread quite wide, haven't you? In reference to the information that you get in, in, from London, and obviously you've got the contacts down here in Portsmouth. So, yeah. uh, I mean, <clears throat> with, I mean, have you? I mean, you're closer to London, I, I would imagine now, aren't you? Yeah, uh, yeah, how, yeah. How far, about, how far from London are you? About fifteen minute train to Waterloo. Oh, there you go then. Okay. I so, mean, is that something you're going to be looking to do a bit more? Sort of more. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Looking to um, again, if if you know, I can kind of promote nights around where I'm at the moment. So I'm based uh, not too far from like Woking. Um, right. So 
I'm at the other end, kind of closer to London. So you've got Woking, the area that I'm in at the moment, close to. Um, near Guildford. Uh, fairly, yeah. So it's like Guildford, Woking, then kind of near where I am at the moment. So uh, definitely around here first. Uh, I'm going to look to kind of introduce it, and then yeah, on the kind of chance, maybe once, twice a week, um, just head to um various venues there so yeah that'll be the plan or maybe once a week or whatever i can get really so yeah mm. definitely looking to try it <clears throat> excuse me right well i've just my battery's about to run out on my phone actually so we, <laughs> we may have to wrap this up now okay cool right but no it's been awesome talking to you Perry. it really has yeah you too honestly genuinely appreciate it guys it's been brilliant mate thank you no nice one yeah, and all the best, you know, with what you're doing in the future. PM promotions. Looking forward to hearing what's going on with that. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we'll we'll kind of keep. We're going to keep you guys posted. Um, for sure, we'll look to do some kind of um, hybrid kind of PM lampoon. Um, especially a thing like a Zoom call where we can just kind of liaise with each other and kind of. If you want to pitch ideas to us, please do. Um, yeah. And we're more than you know, we're more than happy to to pitch ideas to you because you know that area that you're in and we've had a few comedians that we know friends of ours that have tried nights there and unfortunately not done too well so we obviously know what works to an extent around that area and what doesn't so if you want to have a chat with us please just drop us a message we're more than happy to to kind of and i think we know a few a uh, few venues in southampton um that we can go that you can that you guys can obviously look at and speak to about doing your own thing Brilliant. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. And if people want to find you, uh, sort of you're on social media under PM Promotions, is that right? Yeah, PM Promotions uh, on um, Facebook, um, on Instagram as well as PM Promos. Um, you can follow myself, so Perry Riley, um, and then Mike Franklin. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, if you want to kind of get involved, just drop us a message. If you want to do comedy, obviously I know if they're around your area, please uh, give the lampoon a shout. Um, both both the guys, both you guys are killing it. So, and I, I couldn't be any happier watching you guys progress and smash it yourselves. I'm excited. No, I appreciate it. And, and that's what we're all about is growth that's it, comedy. Mate. Promoting, that's it. Cool. Nice one, guys. Nice Excellent. one. Cheers, right. Perry. Take care, Good mate. Chat. Speak right. to you guys soon. Catch you later. later. Thanks. Thanks again for listening to the Lampoon podcast. Myself, GD, and Parks. We'll be joined next week by a very special guest. So make sure you tune in for that.